That's hilarious. So. <laughs> yeah, man it it was a it was not a pretty sight uh, up here in Berkeley's. I guess you could say it was score one for the liberals. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. I mean, that's. I was exp- I was hoping that I would there would be, there would be some more animosity in the fan in the stands, but there wasn't really much. No, really. No, it was a. Uh, it wasn't a packed house at all. No. Like whatsoever. No, my bro- my brother's roommate, like right now at Ole Miss. Yeah. He uh, dude's yeah. from California, so he came back to watch Ole Miss oh, yeah. play, and he was like, "Yeah, Snapchat story." My brother showed me. And he was like, basically had the camera towards him and like looking above him with like all the people. He was sitting in the California student section and people were just throwing shit at him. And it was hilarious. <laughs> Dude, their, their student section, which was weird placement, uh, was, uh, was like on the 50 yard line, like in the middle of the field on one yeah. side. So it was like, whatever, it's kind of weird, but. They actually were pretty rowdy. I mean, nothing close to what we're used to. But well, they're throwing they're, they're throwing legitimate trash at my brother's roommate. Like he's yeah, he's got this they're, he's they're just ruthless. got the Snapchat story going. He's just recording, and people are just throwing shit at him. He's like, "I'm not very welcome here. They're not very nice here." <laughs> well, I don't know why you would wear Ole Miss stuff. I don't, I don't know what he did, but obviously he did enough to where he'd get just. just did the hottie tongue yeah. chant in the middle of the – Now you're asking for it if you do that. I don't know what it is. It was actually a pretty good – it was a good crowd of Ole Miss fans. Uh, we went to a bar in downtown, and uh, there was – I mean, it, it, it was taken over by Red. Like, there was just Ole Miss. That, that obviously was the first bar that came up on Google when you typed in <laughs> a sports bar in Berkeley. <laughs> so uh, that was where everybody was. Uh, but it was it was fun. Uh, they uh, had a bunch of screens and stuff. Uh, it was funny to watch. I was watching this. I was watching the state LSU, and uh, it was uh, it was nice to get that win before they got their Dude, loss. Man, that was the <laughs> biggest shocking game I've I've been to in a while. It's like that Mississippi State where you're like expecting yeah. like, eh, we're just kind of we'll see what happens. And then you yeah. leave the stadium, you feel like a million bucks because you were like, oh my god, <laughs> they oh, overachieved yeah, for sure. Ruin your night. Nothing's going to ruin your night. Um, but we definitely – both of us lost. Uh, that was an amazing onside kick by San Francisco. Oh, my gosh. By the way, we were watching – me and Mike are watching the San Francisco uh, Saint, uh, L.A. Rams game right now, Thursday night football, barn burner. But uh, there was uh, – me and you both lost money on that Cal game. I know. Uh, last week. It was kind of a – it was it – was it, it was a low-scoring game that, that nobody predicted. Oh, I know. <laughs> So, I don't think. Uh, I mean, Cal covered, I guess, but we didn't take that. But I did. But, um, let's get. Uh, I did with I mean, Clay. <laughs> you did with. Oh yeah, you did a side bet. <laughs> did well, a side shit, bet. he hasn't paid me yet, so I need to ask him about it. Uh oh. Yeah, you better go to his house. Um, but what's uh? So what's your record now? I'm eighteen, ten, and one. Ah, still looking pretty. Still good, looking though. pretty sharp. Went uh five and three on the week, uh for week three. Yeah. So. Overall, is great. Compared to week two, we went four That's and four. So we're one went ahead. We're making a little bit more money. Um, uh, I guess the high points of the weekend was OK State, once again, are looking great as far as covering games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look really impressive. Like, it's 40. They score they 49 points in the first half. I'm like, 
Ooh, this is going to be nice if we got OK State, Oklahoma, or OK State, Oklahoma, Alabama all in the playoffs. That would be legit with Clemson. Yeah, that would be legit. I think uh, you're probably only going to see one of those guys out of the Big 12, though. Yeah. Probably either Oklahoma or probably whoever wins that game if they're both. Probably the right. You're right. No, but they play into another season. one that was a big win was Vanderbilt. They just outright beat Kansas State, which I thought was pretty exciting. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, that was a that was a really good game. Uh, I didn't get to watch much of it because I was out. But uh, yeah, I was I was happy to see Vandy doing absolutely. That. And I thought, uh, um, I guess the bigger surprise in the uh, of all the bets we did last week was uh, Mizzou and Purdue, and Purdue just beating the brakes off yeah. Missouri. Um, it wasn't even close. Yeah, I didn't like Mizzou in that game, but I did not see that coming. Like, I didn't see Mizzou or uh, Purdue just like whipping them like that, but I, I did like Purdue's chances in it. But that was, man, that was that was an embarrassment. That was is that that was at Missouri. Yeah, I was too, at right? Missouri. Missouri's favorite seven, and uh, Purdue wins like thirty-five to seven or something. Yeah, it was or thirty-five to three. Yeah, I it was think. bad. I don't even think they scored and then, uh It's not good when a Big Ten defense shuts you yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. And then, so overall, week three was four and two in college as far as picks. And then mm-hmm. I washed an NFL for the first week. So, not too bad. Always got to do that for the first week. It's not too bad. No. Um, but that's kind of a good transition. We'll jump into the picks this week. Um, like we said, we have a... The normal college slate, add a couple NFL games in there, and we threw a parlay in this week, courtesy of me, uh, that I actually already have put in the books. Uh, so we'll go over that at the end real quick. But uh, I just want to jump into the picks real quick. We're starting out here on the week four of Picks with Money Mike uh, on the No Easy Buckets podcast. Uh, first game of the week, something I'm interested to see, is uh, Alabama at Vanderbilt. You have that one as your, as your game number one. Uh, Vandy is a 19-and-a-half-point underdog, and the total is set at 44. So what's your uh, what's your take on this one? I'm just so excited about Vanderbilt. We're taking Vanderbilt yeah. in the spread, taking them to cover and catch those 19-and-a-half points. I mean, I don't think the bookies have figured out Vanderbilt yet. Uh, Vandy start, yeah. starting off 3-0. and They had a huge win last week, like we kind of mentioned earlier, with Kansas State. Um I know that Alabama is way better than what a Kansas State would be, but Vandy's covering four and two, four out of their last six games. Bama hasn't played anybody yet, so we really haven't really seen what Vanderbilt's going to be like or Alabama's going to be like. So I think Vandy's definitely going to play with some hype, but I just think 19.5 points is just overall disrespectful to that program. Derek Mason's going to hammer that <laughs> home, and we're going to cover. Yeah, I, 19 and a half is a lot in the SEC. Like for a conference game, 19 and a half is a pretty pretty big number regardless, you know, if it's, you know, even if it's the Alabama of old and the Vanderbilt of old, when the Vanderbilt's, you know, one of the historically worst teams in the SEC, like that not still that's still a high line for a conference game. And especially this year when, you know, Vandy's 3-0, they look like they have one of the better quarterbacks in the in the SEC, uh, you know, up there in the top top few. He's really performed, you know, went, you know, played against a good team who always has a good defense last week in in uh, Kansas State, a top twenty ranked team, and beat them. And uh, I mean, I really like this just because Vander- Vanderbilt's ability to slow the game down, control the ball on offense, and also play good defense. I don't think Alabama is going to come out and just ram it down their throat. 
which I think is going to lead to a low-scoring game, which is going to be great for that that plus nineteen and a half. Like I just, I think we'll probably know by by the second quarter. We'll see like, oh yeah, this game. This is how this game's going. The only thing you need to be watching out for is maybe a a, a backdoor cover by Bama. Alabama. Yeah. If maybe it's like a one or two possession game, like a thirteen point game. That's that's probably what it'll be like. Oh, a the worst. game in the fourth quarter, and Vandy throws a pick six. Don't or something. even talk about that. That's horrible. Hey man, I'm just throwing it out there. You gotta get, get it out of here. Just jinx it this, now. Couple I feel like this is more of a trap game for Alabama, if anything. Yeah. Even though, I mean, even though it's a conference a game, even win, though if it's but, a conference game, it's still a trap game because Vanderbilt is never, ever, ever, ever going to be like top notch. So it's it's yeah. not even the same conversation. So. They're gonna be. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna show up for this. It'll be a packed house. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm glad that game's at. I'm glad that game is at Vandy. That also makes me even more confident in that plus nineteen. It's gonna be so, wild. Oh yeah, that's a that's a one to watch. I think that one is. Uh, let me see the time on that one is. Oh, that's the CBS game. Yeah, so it's uh, two thirty, Eastern time. So. Uh, or two thirty Central Time, excuse me. For sure. So that'll be that'll be a prime time, nice matchup. Yeah. Uh, moving on to your next one. So you took Vandy against the spread there, plus nineteen and a half. Yep. And uh, also a low total in that game too. Uh, just to keep an eye on forty four is pretty low for a college game. Uh, TC second game TCU at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's one of your favorites uh, in the past few weeks. Oklahoma State is a twelve point. Uh, favored in this one, and the total is another high one for the Big Twelve. It's uh, seventy, so total is seventy. What's your pick here? We're gonna go. With, we're gonna go with the total, and we're gonna hit the over. The over is ah another over for Oklahoma State. It's just <laughs> no surprise here. We know that Oklahoma State's yeah. putting up points. I mean, we've we've proven that week after week after week. Um, this won't stop against the Horn Frogs. I mean, OSU is 12-2 and two in their last 14 games in the over. So they're hitting overs more likely than none. Uh, you have two quarterbacks that can sling the ball. Rudolph, Kenny Trill. I mean, he's still there. He's still there. And, I mean, they're off. He's like, he's like 20. Their offense is averaging <laughs> in the 30s right now. So, I mean, they're going to put up points, too. Uh, yeah. Oklahoma State, we already know. I think Pittsburgh probably dropped, what, 14, 21 on them? 21. 21. So I I would fully expect TCU to drop at least 20-something points on them. Oklahoma State's going to drop 50. This is an easy one. Yeah, I think that's – yeah, they're both teams are averaging, you know, respectfully, Oklahoma State 54 and uh, TCU 49 a game. So that's – I mean, those are two high-scoring offenses. TCU even put up 28 on an SEC defense in Arkansas, who's not known – I mean, they're not a – Defensive powerhouse, but it's also not a scrub either. Uh, that game was on the road, I believe, too. So that was a you know a good performance there. Uh, their offense looked pretty good. They're pretty balanced. Um, you know, they're God, Oklahoma State six hundred seven yards a game. That's that's great. I just noticed that. That's insane. Man, they're to average. They're averaging fifty four points yeah, a game. Yeah, it's it's that's insane. So it's but uh yeah so. You, TCU is 277 in the air, 230 on the ground. So they're pretty balanced. I like their ability to score against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's not going to shut them out by any means. Uh, you're probably, you know, I, I do think it's, this is Oklahoma State's year to probably test that playoff uh, towards the end when they're battle when they battle Oklahoma. But I think this is a pretty good bet. I think the over is probably the, the one to go here. It, w- it would be hard to go with a spread in this one just because 
the team score so quick, and it is a lower line, I guess, if you could call 12 low for a Big 12 game because that could change. You know, TCU could cover that on the last possession with a hell, you know, with a with a last second garbage time touchdown to bring it to an 11 point game or something like that. So that's a uh, that's I think the the total is or the over is the one to go for here. Um, it's another fun one to watch. So uh, moving on to the next one you have up here, another Big 12 matchup which a couple years ago would have been a little more high profile. But <laughs> uh, Oklahoma visiting Baylor. Baylor is a 27.5 point underdog. And uh, the total over under is 62.5. So let me guess which one. You, what, do, what do you have here? Yeah, I think I know which one you're going. Yeah, so <laughs> I laughed. Uh, well, that was pretty funny. You're talking about this would have been a good game two or three years ago. But Baylor is awful right now. <laughs> So, so, so clearly I'm taking Oklahoma to cover that. Um, yeah. Oklahoma, obviously, you look at them now, they are looking really good. Going in and blowing out Ohio State at home at their house. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're playoff bound for sure if it's not Oklahoma, Oklahoma State to stop them. But really, it's they've covered eight out of their last nine games, uh, Oklahoma speaking. They're 3-0 and mm-hmm. against the spread this year. And then Baylor, like I said earlier, just ab- looks absolutely horrible. They're 0-3, and they've lost to U- University of Texas San Antonio, Liberty. Shout out, LT. <laughs> Shout out. And then you got Duke. And yeah, I know Duke. I, mean. I know Duke's good, but compared to Baylor football, it's not. Two and eight against the spread in their last ten. I, I just don't feel like Oklahoma's going to even keep this close at all. No, and that the Duke game was probably closer than it should have been last week, just because it was on the road. Oh yeah, and Duke's probably Duke probably haven't played in Texas in a long time. So, uh, but you know, this being a short trip for Oklahoma, they play in Texas so many times per year. This is not going to be some kind of crazy trip for them. Uh, cl- it's it's the class of the Big Twelve versus the the bottom seller the the you know the seller dwellers now. So. This is a team on the rebuild. Uh, they may never get back to where they were. Uh, you know, something like that happened to Baylor, you know, at a program like that. Something happens like this at Oklahoma, they're going to be back eventually, just the prestige and stuff. But Baylor had really been a nobody for so long and, you know, rose to some to some uh, prominence. And, and now it just looks like a cluster, a mess of everything down there. So I, I like your pick. 27.5 doesn't seem too, too high for for the Oklahoma, I mean Mayfield's got ten touchdowns, over a thousand yards already. He, no interceptions. He's not gonna. He's not gonna turn the ball over. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna be locked and loaded. It'll probably be a. It'll probably be a four possession game at halftime. I would say it probably thirty thirty one nothing at halftime or something like that. Uh, I could see um, pretty high scoring uh, all all throughout in here. So let's hope. <laughs> yeah, I like your call there. I'll probably put them. Probably put that. That'll probably be a popular parlay for me on Saturday, but we'll see. Um, the next one uh, is Cincinnati visiting Navy. Um, Navy is an eleven and a half point favorite in this one, which is uh, you know, which is, is cool to see them being favored that much. Uh, Cincinnati a little bit down. The total is fifty two. And what is your uh, what's your call on that one? We're taking Navy on the spread. Um, Cincinnati's are they're four and nine in their last thirteen against the spread. Uh, they struggled with Miami of Ohio already. They've struggled with Austin P. Uh, Memphis, I mean, not Memphis, Michigan played them, and we actually had that one as a pick a couple weeks ago, and 
had Michigan covering that. Michigan just shot themselves in the foot on everything there. I mean, they could have beat them by 60, um, but they looked horrible. Michigan did. Yeah. So I, I'm not convinced. Michigan just doesn't score yeah. fast enough to beat anybody that, that much this I'm year. I'm not convinced with what Cincinnati is. Uh, Navy, they've they've looked pretty impressive this year. They had a tight one with Tulane last week, but I just feel like this is a good home game for them to come up and – I mean, they're going to win by two scores at, at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's a good call to them being, uh, them being at home, uh, running that offense, you know uh, – I don't see Cincinnati being able to – a lot of teams struggle with that with that read option and with the team that's, you know, it hasn't really shown to be that strong, you know, struggling with these out-of-conference FCS teams uh, like Austin P. I don't really see you having the personnel to uh, come in and, and be ready to stop that, that rushing offense. So I like that call. Uh, Cincinnati, really nothing to, too much to sneeze at, you know, talk about there. Uh, they haven't really uh, had too uh, glamorous of a season. Now that they uh, they kind of had a they, they were they were I mean in the past ten years they've had several good coaches there several good Tommy Tuberville good teams but Tommy Tuberville Bush Jones Brian Kelly all those guys Dude, Butch Jones. I think Bush Jones was maybe <laughs> Bush Jones was like Michigan or something Dude, he's losing his, I thought he he's was, losing his job for yeah. the year that's my hot take <laughs> yeah everybody that leaves Cincinnati just ends up losing their job at the next spot. Pretty much. That uh, is a true yeah. statement. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you're taking Navy uh, covering the 11 yep. and a half points. I do. Uh, so I do. Like it. Uh, next one, uh, another Big Ten game, uh, Penn State at Iowa. Iowa's a 13 and a half – or, th- excuse me, 13-point f- uh, underdog here. Total the over-unders at 52. All right, what are you – are you taking Penn State? I am taking Penn State. And mm-hmm. you can see by my trend here, I like the favorites here. I mean, I did mm-hmm. I did vote. Obviously, I took Vanderbilt as my underdog, but the rest of them, I mean, this is more of a favorites week to me. I think the bookies are getting these right. Um, Penn State week of uh, – or Penn State I picked in week two. Uh, some people had 19 out of 21, but technically if we're talking about their spreads, they're 11-0 in their last 12 with one push. So Penn State's a good a good team to more than likely cover at any point. Iowa has covered only four of the last nine. I think uh, Penn State, they destroyed Iowa last year, 41-14, to 14, and Penn State's obviously better this year. So I'm hoping that it doesn't turn out like a Iowa-Michigan game. If you remember a couple years ago, Iowa hosted Michigan. And they came in there and they beat them like in overtime or something. Oh, I remember. So I'm hoping it's not like that, but I just don't feel like Michigan's always letting you down. I don't think Penn State's going to do that here. <laughs> no, but you brought up a good point. Iowa does seem to have those games where uh, they play good at home. Uh, it always, you know, it seems, it seems, once a year I feel like Iowa rushes the field at home. <laughs> once a year. <laughs> More than likely. Where they rush the so I mean, this uh, Penn State is looking like the the top team with Ohio State going down. Uh, I think the Penn State Michigan game will be a big one. Uh, I mean, it is a tra- it could be a trap game. I I don't really know personally. I you know I like your you know I don't I don't, I don't hate the Penn State against the spread or pl- uh, minus thirteen call. It, it is one that is, is a tough one. You have to I'm gonna have to think about it a little bit more before I decide what I'm gonna do with it. Just because 
uh, that Iowa was one of those teams just in the back of your head is like, what if they, it, it, what if this game's like 13 to seven? <laughs> like, like, that's what it'll be. If, if Iowa wins, it'll be like, it'll, it'll be a very yeah, be like game. So. 21 to 17 or something. Yeah. Something yeah. super, something like that. Dumb. But I mean, Penn state, like you said, the history, the, the stats are on their side. They, uh, they're very good against the spread in the last 12. They're, they're a very high scoring team. They've uh, really performed this year, come out and taking care of business. So, Dude, James Franklin you know, so far. Yeah, calling the timeout last week. Uh, it's a freeze the kicker with like 10 seconds left. Dude, he's a baller. He's, uh, he's really he – was, he was close to getting fired again, or close to getting fired, but really picked it up last year. It was a good season for him. So, uh, You give that guy time uh, anywhere, are, I feel like he's a su- successful guy. Yeah, it's like – yeah, he. I mean, he he obviously got Vandy back on the uh, on the uh, horizon or whatever. Brought them back to a somewhat uh, success, and then he goes to Penn State. That's a dream. He'll be there for the rest of his career unless he just has a, a bad go of it. But that's a. I'm glad he's Derek, a program picker up. Yeah, he is, and I'm glad that Derek Mason's keeping the vibe alive over there in, in yeah. Vanderbilt because I mean he's doing a good job too. Yeah, somebody will probably try to sweep him up. Man. Somebody will probably try to come get him, but if he beats Bama yeah, this week, Vandy, then they man. would. <laughs> he should he should do what Dan Mullen has done and just like stay there. You, if you, if yeah, you, you compete and go to bowl games, yeah, if you play tough and you go to bowl games. Like you're never going to get fired. Win six games so. and beat Ole Miss every other year, and you're good. Like yeah. that's all it is. Vandy they beat uh, Tennessee last year, and I like them. I mean, it's looking like. They're going to be favored this year too. So. Dude, Vandy definitely like said, "Hey, we'll give you a five-year extension just because you beat Tennessee <laughs> once." Oh yeah, even if you don't, cut, we'll just pay you for five extra years. Golly, that's worth it. That's basically it. Man, I, I can't imagine that. Um, what we got now? Yeah, so you like uh, Penn State against the spread there? Yeah. Uh, next one, you're going uh, the t- uh, classic rivalry here: Duke at North Carolina. Uh, ACC road game for Duke. Uh, coming off the Baylor win last week, uh, you have North Carolina is plus two and a half or two and a half point underdog. The over under is set at sixty six here. Uh, so what's your what's your call, dude? It ain't basketball season, but this score's gonna be high, so we're taking the over. <laughs> um, UNC, their first three games have hit the over. They're allowing they're yeah. allowing their defense is allowing thirty five points a game, and Duke is averaging about forty five points a game right now. Um, four of the last five games have hit overs for Duke. I I, I just really think this game's going to be a shootout. I mean, it's going to be a 42-37 to 37 game. I mean, it's going to be up there. And I just think overall, UNC, they played a really good game last week. I mean, I know they blew the brakes off of old, old Dominion, but they've proven that they can score some points. And then you got Duke, who's basically built off scoring points, but I just think it's an yeah. easy overpick. Did you see that last week? How that uh, Old Dominion in uh, UNC line was like, it was like UNC was only like an eleven or 10, 10 or eleven point favorite. Me, uh, me and Clay both took that on Saturday morning, or I took it at least on Saturday morning for them to cover. It was a solid. I mean, that was one of those there. You know, I think because uh, UNC started out zero and two, uh, that. I don't know how old Dominion was only a 10 point underdog there, but well, I had, was, yeah, they obviously put up. A lot of I took UNC in a, in a teaser and uh, mm-hmm. I was like, man, they're going to beat old Dominion. 
and I took seven point teaser and I have them at minus four and a half. I got Oklahoma State covering their their point spread. And then I pick Morgan State to cover Rutgers. Oh. They're like plus forty eight. I'm like, surely they're not gonna get beat by fifty. And they do. They get beat by fifty. It's fifty to nothing. <laughs> I was like, fuck. No way, that's what the score was? Yeah. Fifty to nothing. Yeah, I was like, that's that's, honestly that's a that's a pretty funny way to lose. Sorry about that. That's uh kind of funny. I put twenty to <laughs> one twenty six and it didn't happen. I was like, shit. But <laughs> oh man, well that shows you. And you can't you can't trust Morgan State. You just can't do it. No, you can't do it. Man. I don't even know where Morgan State was. I was like, well, that's a lot Still of points. Dupe. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that was uh, Tobacco Road was our last um, our last college pick. Uh, got a couple of uh, got two NFL games and then our parlay to jump into. Um. Let's see the NFL uh, NFL picks you started out with uh, Houston Texans traveling up to New England to up to Boston to uh, play the Patriots. Uh, Patriots are fourteen point favorites, and the over under is set at forty four. So what, uh, what what's your feeling on that one? I like the Patriots minus fourteen. Yeah, it's, it's a high. It's, it's a it's a big uh, big number. It is a big spread traditionally for NFL games, but. History tells us this. Houston does not play well in Foxborough. In fact, the Texans have not won or even covered in Gillette Stadium. Like in history, they've never covered or they've never won in Foxborough. Um, Houston, we talked about this last week, but obviously Houston looks awful. Offensively, defensively, they just look bad. Um, New England, their defense is not good. I think that Houston could be able to put up some points, but they're not going to be able to hang with Tom Brady. So I just feel like this is a three-score game. Not a two-score game, but three-score. And then Texans are also 3-8 and eight in their last 11 against the spread. The Pats are 9 out of the last 10 covering against the spread. Ooh. So wow. I like this opposite spectrum, so i got to take the points. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you see a lot of uh... – Home games for the Pats have high numbers, especially with those NFC or the AFC East teams being traditionally pretty, uh, pretty, pretty sorry. So you see a lot of uh, big, uh, big numbers for the Patriots at home. I like this one too. I mean, the Texans I think played them close last year with Brock Eisweiler, but like I said, it was it was in Houston. I think it was like a Thursday night game or something. And I, I really think with Deshaun Watson being limited in that offense still, that Belichick's going to have a field day defensively. So they'll have come out with a good game plan. Um, uh, they'll uh, the, the Patriots do have some questions with their offense, with the receivers that are so banged up. I think they have like one, the one or two like actual normal starting re- or normal rostered receivers that are going to be healthy for it. They'll mix it up. They'll run two in the backfield, or they'll just line it up and, and run it down your throat. They'll they'll have a ga- offensive game plan that'll score. Uh, it may not be as high scoring because Houston defense is better, but they'll probably hold Houston to probably one or two scores. So, I like uh, I like that call. Uh, I like the I like the Patriots there. I'd probably take them minus uh, 14. 44 is a little tempting too because I think they'll put up some points, but we'll see. Um, the your other NFL game you picked, uh, the one we were discussing a little earlier, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers going to Chicago to face the Bears. Uh, Bears are seven and a half point underdogs. 
the over-under is also at 44. So what are you? what's your feeling on this one? I'm, I'm taking Steelers against the spread. Um, Steelers, they look pretty good so far this year. The Bears, they're 0-2, not looking so hot. Um, I don't expect them to get better, especially when they got a lot of injury problems between all their guys. Yeah. And Steelers, they've covered eight out of their last 12 uh, games. Chicago's just struggling. I just, I just feel like overall yeah. this is just talent. I'm just taking talent over and saying they're going to win by two scores. Yeah, yeah I, and it's uh, it's one of those the bets that you just that you go with your gut feeling. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense is pretty opportunistic. They uh, like they had a blocked punt for a touchdown, a couple interceptions against the the Browns to start off the season. They have one a, a pretty uh, a different in the past. You know they're not as dominant of a defense as. Uh, as they have, you know, back in the old days, but they do, they do are opportunistic. They make a lot of plays. Uh, Mike Glennon's going to throw interceptions. I think he had three or four last week against the uh, the quarterback for the Bears. Mike Glennon had that many against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I think you're going to see a lot more picks. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you'll see Trubisky in this game or not. I think it's a little too early for them to switch there. But seven and a half. Uh, Pittsburgh is a team that, like I said earlier, they they worry me just kind of like checking out in the at the end of games where they're in control or they know that they're going to win. So only thing I'd look out for here is a backdoor cover from Chicago with like a late score or something. But I don't think it'll be too – I think Pittsburgh will put plenty of points up and probably get ahead really quick with some turnovers, uh, and, you know, maybe some uh, special team scores or something like that. So I'd probably take uh, – I'd probably take that game as well. Um, so uh, we'll uh, kind of transition into our first – parlay that we're going to take uh you know i was going to do one last week didn't have the time to put the research in didn't want to throw you something garbage out there but uh the way that the way i set the parlay up this week um you know something that we all like to do uh you can you can obviously obviously a parlay. i guess you had i guess you should explain the parlay here but you can pick up to a certain amount of games for whatever website that you're using and uh you bet on them all at one time so you pick all like all money lines all spreads or you can mix it up together and every single one of your bets has to be successful for you to win any money can't be you know if nine out of ten hit you still lose so what i did was i took uh the nfl games the noon nfl games the noons are one eastern nfl games so i think i took most of all i may have left one of them out that i didn't like but that was what it is a six uh six game parlay on uh, the first one uh, and I'll let you kind of jot in your opinion here too on these games, Mike. I uh, did uh, the Falcons are uh, playing at Detroit. I took the Falcons money line minus 160. Um, it's kind of just a call that I have. Uh, the Falcons are the, are uh, playing really well on offense. Had a good week, first game at their new dome uh, last week. Uh, their Detroit actually, you know, they they uh, their home field is a. Uh, is turf as well in a dome, so I feel like uh, the Falcons will be able to use their speed just as well. The they're both two and zero teams. I don't think uh, the Lions are good enough to be three and zero. I think it's going to be just the Falcons coming out on this one. So, no, I like that too. I think the Falcons they looked really impressive last week against the Packers. The Packers at home and shout out to that over that we hit. Um, sorry, we couldn't <laughs> yeah. we couldn't deliver on both NFL games, but the over was a lock. Um, yeah. Lions do look good though. I think Matt Stafford obviously is proving that he's a really good quarterback and he's worth whatever the Detroit Lions are paying him. But, yeah. I mean, I feel like this is going to be a, a shootout. If anything, I would look at the over and consider betting on the over. Um, 
But no, I mean, I yeah, agree. I think the I think the Falcons are a better team, and I think they'll they'll get it done. Yeah, that's uh that's kind of my call. The over is also a uh, is also a bet to look at there. Uh, I'll just get the number for you. Uh, the over under is fifty one, so it's pretty high for an NFL game, but uh, something I could definitely see them reaching. Uh, again, I like teams playing in do- teams with good offenses play well in domes, and both these teams, you know, their home home fields are in domes, so they'll both be uh, clicked and ready to go. So the next one. Um, I have uh, the Ravens. Uh, they're playing at Jacksonville. Actually, it's not at Jacksonville. I think this this is the London game. Uh, the London game. The Ravens. Uh, they're. Uh, uh, I took them outright to win over Jacksonville. Jacksonville had a hot start against a bad Houston team. Uh, Baltimore's two and Two really really strong defensive performances. Uh, don't think that they have too much of a problem with Jacksonville's offense right now. The, pretty much all Jacksonville does is run the ball, and if they can't get that going, they really struggle. Uh, they had some some garbage time scores last week, which is which Bortles is the king of. Uh, but I think the Ravens are just too uh, too solid of a team. They don't even their offense is really not like as far as the running game goes. They're beat up there, but uh, they just don't. I don't. I don't think that they're going to make any mistakes uh, against Jacksonville. Of course, it is a London game. It'll be early. It's a travel. It's one of those where you have to be careful uh, to um, to check it out. So if you do want to bet on this game, don't wait till the last minute on Monday or Sunday morning. So Dude, answer check me that this. one out. Answer me yeah. this. Like I feel like every time they have a London game, like Jacksonville's shipped every over year. there. It's like they've played in London every single year for sure. It's like they pick the the worst teams. They're like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna send Jacksonville over there. Like screw it. Like it's going over there. <laughs> it's like England's like fuck. We got Jacksonville again. Like yeah. I know it's like I saw they were on another podcast. I was listening to. They were joking about if they're going to sell Jaguars only only Jaguar gear at the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> they said the number of the two best selling jerseys in Jacksonville are Wayne or in uh, London or Wayne Rooney and uh, Blake Bortles. So that's, that's we should just give them Jacksonville. Might as well. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a uh, yeah. I mean, I just think Baltimore. It's the thing is with the money lines too is you don't have to really worry about like anything happening, any kind of funky thing happening, as long as you. Like last week, I think that in the noon games, it was almost it was like six and zero or six and one for the favorites. It was really really high. So uh, you know, early on in the NFL season, I think I, I like the favorites a lot. So um, the the next uh, the next four, I'll go a little quicker through these just so we don't have to break down every game. But I took uh, to close out the six. I did the. We have the Broncos going to Buffalo. Um, you know, Trevor Simeon's first game of the year on the road. Uh, I took the uh, Buffalo is actually the underdog there. Um, let me get the spread real quick. Uh, I think Buffalo is um, yeah, Buffalo you. is a uh, three point three and a half point underdog. You're getting plus one fifty on the money line. Uh, it's one of those that you can throw in a parlay to help that payout be a little bit higher. I like to do that, just to throw in a couple of those uh, underdogs uh, to, to make it a little bit – underdogs you feel confident about to make it a little bit higher for payout. And then you have uh, Miami, uh, minus 270, going to the Jets. And Carolina, minus 245 uh, at home versus the Saints. Uh, and the New York Giants, I took them plus 230 uh, on the road against the Eagles. So Yeah, um, the one good with the Giants when I'm, I'm – I'm, I looked at that earlier, and I'm like, oof, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Like, Giants look horrible. Um, and not to say that they, they don't have a chance against the Eagles, because the Eagles are kind of spotty. They're, like, either really looking good or they're really looking bad. Um, yeah. 
and maybe the Giants catch him on an off day. But mm-hmm. I mean, I I like the boldness with the Giants, and also <laughs> um, the other one is just looking at it and saying, okay, um, Carolina with all their injury questions. Yeah, Olsen out. Olsen's out for like six days. Olsen's right out. I mean, the Saints just doesn't have a good defense. I think that's why Carolina will probably win. But yeah. at the same time, I could see the Saints like screwing over your parlay. No, yeah, and that was uh, I I hesitated with that one because I kind of wanted to take the Saints because you know it's like they're zero and two. I don't think they're that bad. I think I mean they're not, I don't think they're you know a Super Bowl contender or anything. But they're they're not a, like a terrible team. And I'm like, well, you know, it's hard for, to see a team like that go zero and three. But then I remembered that I also heard this week. Uh, in some some other podcasts that they're the last four years I think their record in September is one in eleven. Their last twelve games in September they're one in eleven. So they're Ooh. they're a terrible starting team. Yeah. The Saints. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a bad, bad September record. They have a really bad September record. Uh you see the odd charts? No, it was on a podcast with us, Bill Simmons and uh, cousin Sal. So uh, I saw it on the Archers website. That's oh, that was—they probably took it off there too. So yeah, they—they have a terrible September record. They start slow. Uh, I think uh, Carolina—they haven't played great this season. They're kind of holding uh, Cam Newton's hand as he nurses that shoulder injury. But I think I just went with the trend on that one uh, to kind of uh, you know. To, to, uh, as far as uh, them them keeping with that, when we won an eleven, you might as well bet on them losing. <laughs> Doubt they're going to change now. <laughs> and then I like the Giants game. Like I mean, I'm not a fan of the Giants. I don't like uh, R- Ryan Rosillo had a good rant this week on his show where he's like, "Can you pl- can we please stop showing the Giants in prime time? It's not just because like regardless of the market, even though I know it's in New York, he's like they're just not fun to watch, and they really aren't. Like they're not a fun team to watch, even though they have some weapons on offense." Just they're not very creative and they can't run the ball. But my my reasoning behind that one is uh, also another one of those underdogs just throwing the parlay at plus two thirty. I like that you know a divisional game going on the road. Everybody is out on the um, Giants right now. Everybody's talking bad about them. You know OBJ will be maybe he'll be he'll be a little bit healthier this week. Um, the word is they might mix it up at running back. I just feel like it's one of those bounce back games where everybody's going to be picking the Eagles. And, uh, you know, they're also, like you mentioned, they're not good to rely on. They're not a reliable team yet with Carson Wentz, you know, a rookie QB. So I'm just taking uh, taking a, a shot here at the Giants uh, to, um, to see what see what we can do. And just to, to kind of describe kind of what you're looking at with a parlay and kind of the payout, I did six games, took two underdogs, nobody with a crazy uh, – Nobody with a crazy spread. Like I know New England was minus one thousand uh, as a favorite. You know that can kind of skew your your money, and you won't really be able to return much. Uh, but like I, I did ten dollars on a parlay to win three hundred and seventy one dollars. So that's the kind of if you if you haven't ever played with parlays before, any listeners, you know that's that's kind of a fun way to make. You know it's you can risk down to like five dollars. You know a couple dollars here if you're not really wanting to uh, get too heavy into the to cash. But also it's kind of fun to just try to track and you know, use your own knowledge to pick a lot of games and see if they all hit. It's just a fun way to, it's a, it's another way to watch games, which is just what, that's what sports betting, you know, for me and Mike would both agree with you. You know, we both agree that betting on sports just makes boring games more fun. <laughs> that's, that's literally all it is. Yeah. I, I don't even care. It's just, it's just entertaining right. all in general, but no, for the picks I made, 
like all yeah. all the college ones at least, not the NFL ones, because mm-hmm. I didn't have them all in yet. But I took all my college picks and I put them in a parlay as well. The okay. ones I'll reiterate, just say, hey, five dollars wins you two hundred thirty-seven dollars. Yeah, just fun to. I mean, it's like if you, odds are, I mean, yeah, odds are you lose parlays. I mean, more often than not, and you losing gambling more often than not anyway. But like, if they happen to hit, I mean, if you feel confident in the picks. Why not put it all on there? So I, I like the call. I mean, it's it's you're losing five dollars. You'll probably win that plus more in one of these outright bets that you did on the on those five or six. So I mean, it's um it's a, it's a, it's a fun thing to play around with. But you can get in the hole. I've done that in the, before in the past. If you <laughs> only do parlays, so make sure that you take some some safe bets to uh to really um take Mike's individual bets to heart too. To, uh, these are your safe some, bets. Yeah, keep you some cash, some cash flow coming in, so that you don't just only do parlays and end up screwing up every week like me uh, a couple years ago. So I mean, the record doesn't lie right now. No, it doesn't. I mean, you're 18 and 10. I mean, you're well above 500. You're you're two or three games above 500 every week. So, uh, I mean, it's follow the picks. I mean, check them in a parlay. Put them individually out there too. So, I like them. Uh, if you want to run through them one more time, uh, just yeah. real quick. Uh, We're gonna the, take. Uh, we're going to take Vanderbilt against the spread. Yeah. We're going to take the Oklahoma State TCU game over 70. Mm-hmm. We're going to take Oklahoma State covering Baylor, 27.5. We're going to take Navy against Cincinnati, 11.5. Take Navy. Take Penn State covering 13 at Iowa. You got Duke, North Carolina taking the over of total of 66. You got the Pats covering 14 against the Texans. And you got Pittsburgh Steelers going to Chicago and covering seven and a half. Awesome. I like the picks. And I'll just run through the parlay one more time since I'm ramble so much and you probably didn't pick it up all at one time. Uh, Falcons, uh, Falcons over Lions, Ravens over Jaguars, Bills over Broncos, Dolphins over Jets, uh, Panthers over Saints, and Giants over Eagles. So, those are your locks this week. Uh, did you have a lock of the week? Did you have one that you kind of uh, oh, felt really strongly yeah. about? I did want to give you the lock. Lock of the just week. Go, just go for it, man. Is TC Oklahoma State. Take that over. That's the oh, lock. Following it with OK, OK State. Let's OK it. State again with the lock. Hey, good karma right now because I have ESPN on in the background and they're interviewing, uh, I think it's Mason Rudolph. So, I mean, it's hot stuff. Scott, Scott Van Pelt's interviewing him, so. I know that um, we didn't get our we didn't get our guarantee last week. We're one and two now, so we're we're getting that wash. We're going two and two now with the Oklahoma State over. More inside info: Mason Rudolph is two and zero oh in his career against TCU. Ooh. So, hey, good numbers there. Follow the numbers. All right, guys. Well, that was a uh, week four of the picks. Uh, keep following Mike's uh, Mike's bets. Uh, try out some parlays to have some more fun as well. And we'll check back with you next week. Uh, you know, also like we said every week, NFL, uh, NBA is getting closer and closer too. So we'll we'll have some more stuff coming out. But uh, anyway, guys, we'll see you next week. Peace. See you.